Hey folks, chilly morning here in Colorado Springs, but we are going to get it fired up right away here with our hometown hero. It's really special. We do this every week, and it's brought to you by Marigolds. They treat one of our hometown heroes, whether that is somebody who is a veteran, somebody currently serving. We had a nurse on a couple weeks ago, and it's just somebody who has a servant's heart who's helping Colorado Springs. And so we have Rusty Russell joining us this morning. Rusty, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Rusty, fantastic. Just tell us a little bit about uh, you know what branch you served in and how long you served in the military. So I was in the Army for uh, for 21 years. I uh, retired back in 2008. Wow, that's, that's that's a long time, 21 years. So you probably moved all around the world, huh? Yeah, we spent uh, we started off our, our career on the East Coast and then in Germany, um, pretty much all over the United States. I was deployed uh, a couple times uh, to the Middle East. Um, but, yeah, we, we saw a lot of different places, and I had four kids that grew up as uh, – uh, you know, family members of a military service member, so they 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 got the opportunity to uh, experience a lot of different locations and a lot of different schools. What was your favorite location? Well, you know, I actually Colorado. Uh, we were at Fort Carson for about four years before I retired. So um, my uh, my kids, I, I came back from a deployment and told them that uh, hey, it's going to be time to move. And my kids were like, uh, "Well, Dad, let us know where you end up because we really like Colorado." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's that's how we ended up here. So we, we love it here, and uh, and we've been here since 2004. So uh, almost uh, what 19 years now. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and people don't think about you know we think about the service member a lot, but it's the family, right? The kids are moving, they're changing schools, changing friends all the time, and then when you're on deployments, your spouse is back taking care of the house. So it really is a team effort. Yeah, it really is. I I can't say enough about my wife and and all the work that she did to raise to raise our children while I was gone and and uh, you know the kids they 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 put up with a lot but uh, it makes them stronger in the end. I've got four beautiful and and awesome kids to to show for it. That's great. Well, hey, we want to treat you and your spouse to Marigolds. They're going to be reaching out to you, the owner is, and they're going to set you up with a nice dinner up there and take care of you and just say thank you for your service to our country and to our community. Well, thank you, Justin. I really appreciate that. You got it, Rusty. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Bye-bye now. All right, folks, stick around. We are talking payroll. It's going to be a lot of fun here because we got a lot of things on the horizon that you may not know of. We're talking with Kathleen Fox, Diane Tate, Payroll City. So make sure you stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, thanks for sticking around. We are talking with Kathleen and Diana. They are from Payroll City. And tell us a little bit about how long you guys have been in business, where you're located, and how you kind of serve the community. Yeah, we are. Um, Payroll City's been around for 20 years. In fact, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary. Uh, we are a local payroll company, 100% local. We have our own software, so that sets us apart. And we've been doing this for 20 years. It's a way of life for us now. That's a yeah. long time. You know, 20 years, you've seen a lot of changes, I'm sure. And just, is it been more paperwork or less paperwork over the 20 years? It has probably exponentially more paperwork. <laughs> employers are really kind of feeling a bit of the pinch. It's a lot of work for employers. Yeah. Way more difficult. And we're across the nation, so we're not just in Colorado. So we do do nationwide payrolls. And so we're familiar with all the states. And so what's happening here in Colorado is happening in other states too. So staying compliant has is it's a lot for employers and 
letting people know what's coming down the pike and what's going on. Yeah, a lot of changes, right? Would you say over this last like five years, you've seen more changes than over the 15 years? Or you're saying, Justin, this is par for the course. We're always seeing these changes. No, I would say that probably 10 years ago is when things started changing. And then there's a lot of behind the scenes changing with COVID. The forms changed and certain credits, you know, people could take the employer credits that, um, the, uh, that they could for paying their employees. And mm-hmm. so there's that that's going on. Uh, last year, uh, actually a couple of years ago, we had the mandatory sick time that had to go for Colorado employers. And so that's got to be put in and employers need to be educated. And, you know, now we've got family and we're also going to be having the Colorado Secure Savings Act that's popping in this next year. So in 2023, there's two impacts to Colorado, although we're just just talk about family right now. Yeah. And there are these changes, folks, you're listening, stuff you don't hear on the mainstream news, right? I mean, you hear about crime, you hear about you know, all these things may be going on in D.C., but what affects you the most is what's going on in your backyard, what's coming out of your paycheck, or you, maybe you own your own small business and you're going, what are the things that I need to budget for next year, right? Because yep. it's too late by the time you see it and go, well, what's this? Why, why are we paying this, right? Yeah, and even the ones that, that they'll say, well, it's free to the employer. It's never free to the employer. It always takes time because what's coming up now with the SECURE Act that will be following family. And even with family, the, although there is an employer portion, there's an administrative cost to that. Now you have to do more administration. And that's probably been where it's hit a lot under the employers is managing these things. Yeah, and you talk yeah. about the this Family Act here. Can you explain a little bit about what that is? Yes, the family is actually a, it's an, it's like an insurance program. So if you kind of think of it similar to what unemployment insurance is. So it's kind of going to gonna fill in there. Your, the amount is paid by both the employee and the employer, except okay. for some exceptions. Okay. And uh, then it's going into a fund. So what they're doing is they're collecting on the fund this year in 2022. And I, no, I'm sorry, in 2023, starting in 2023. And in 2024, the benefits will become available to employees. Okay, so they're funding it, it they're, sounds like, in 2023. And then the benefits will come in 2024. Exactly. And they're taking half from the employer and half from the employee. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Except for just a few circumstances. If an employer has nine or fewer employees through the year, they don't have to pay the employer portion. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. But, the employee, but they can choose to if they want to. But the employee still has to pay their portion. The employee has to pay their portion always. A so little if they bit, work for a small business and there's just two people working at that business, the, they still have to pay into that. Yes, now. they do. Every employee will pay in and the employers will pay in if they have more than nine employees through the year. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's interesting that the employee has that still obligation when the employer doesn't. Well, the most of the benefit is, it, you know, all that benefit goes to the employee. Mm-hmm. The other exception to this one that is a little unique is that in Colorado, most business owners aren't eligible to collect unemployment. And, but in this particular one, even business owners can collect on this benefit. And this is for, it's like a sick leave. Okay. Or for family emergencies is kind of what you look at that for a long-term illness or family emergencies. And we'll get into that as far as yeah. what's covered in that. Because that, that is, uh, it's interesting. I never heard of that before. Yeah. You know? It's it's a nice benefit for the employees. And so uh, it was voted in. Uh, the people voted it in a couple of years ago. 
And so they'll be able to take that benefit. Are there other states that are already doing this? Yes, there are. Okay. There are what other you say states. A majority of the United States, you know, is no. doing this? Probably about eight to ten is what I believe that there's probably about eight or ten other states that are doing this. It's 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 a trend, it's moving in that direction. You know, most states uh, are payrolls becoming more and more complicated in every state. Uh, different states have mandatory, you know, Colorado five years ago didn't have any mandatory sick leave, didn't have anything mandatory. Employer just simply had to pay your employees and you didn't have to provide anything else. And now they have to provide mandatory sick leave. Of course, with COVID, there's mandatory payments for people who are sick with COVID. Now we have the family that's there that's going to be able to pay for that leave again, which is a little different leave. And then we're also coming into savings and to secure savings. So it's becoming more and more. Uh, It's the trend. Yeah. And do you You think a lot of this was caused because of COVID? There was things that lawmakers started thinking about and saying, wow, we've really missed the boat on, you know, this or that. Now they're saying we need to get ahead of it in case this happens again. Or do you think these were changes that were already Mm -hmm coming down the pipeline before COVID took place? They were moving that way. Okay. COVID might have pushed it a little bit more, um, but they've, they've been moving in that direction probably for the last eight to 10 years. It started off in Washington State. They started with some of this. Um, California came in, and it kind of seems like in a lot of it is with what, what California does. Colorado is doing a lot yeah. right now. It's kind of pulling that direction. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So would you say that this is going to be beneficial long-term for the employer? You know, if you have more than nine employees, would you say long-term this is going to be something that benefits you, or would you just say, it, you know, it's not really a benefit or a negative, uh, but certainly something you have to budget for? You know what? I think that there are some employers who would handle things for their employees, and they would probably have paid yeah. this in times past. Uh-huh. I know a lot of employers might have. They might have... Um, their employee who was in a family emergency and they said, that's okay, we're going to pay you for this. Well, that's going to take that off of. So for some employers, this might be a nice benefit because now the employee will be able to go through the insurance program and to be able to get that. Um, For some employers, they probably haven't. So it's going to be, it'd be a mix, you know, for for some it'll benefit, for some it won't. But it'll benefit Um, for the employer who has more than nine employees because then they'll have access to this that they never had before. Am well, I understanding it correctly? No, every employee will have access to this, No, regardless of the number of employees. But, but employer. You said the employer will have access to it if they have nine or more. The, no, correct? the employer himself. What I was saying is that Social Security, I'm not Social Security, I'm sorry, unemployment insurance, an employer who's the owner of the company can't usually go in and collect unemployment insurance. Yeah. There's, a, there's a rule for that. Uh-huh. Um, and it has to do with employers who have abused the system in the past. Yeah. And But they will, even an employer, we've had that question, will the owners of the company be able to benefit from family? And the answer is yes. So, yeah. And um, that's a huge yeah. change for them. It is nice for them too. So everybody, whoever is considered an employee, also um, a 1099 individual. So if you're a contract person, you can elect to pay into this yourself. And then you'd be eligible to re- to to get benefits. So it's opened to a little bit more. But every employee, if you are an employee and you're designated as an employee, you're gonna the the employee has to pay that portion at least. Is it full time uh-huh. or doesn't matter? Doesn't they matter have to have worked um, for that? What is it? Is it how much do they make? I'm gonna ask Diana here. Twenty. They have to have made twenty. 
$2,500. Okay. So if they've worked, if an employee has worked and makes $2,500 in the year, they're eligible to tap so into the a funds. pretty low barrier. Very low. <laughs> pretty 20, much most 20, everybody. Yeah, 2500 you should really be checking the box. They're really uh, preventing probably someone who's just come in and worked two weeks and then quit yeah. from getting the benefits. However, the $2,500 could be, it's cumulative. It follows you from job to job to job. So it's not just that employer. Okay. If you've made $2,500 in the year in the state of Colorado, you're eligible. So pretty much everyone will be eligible for pretty this. much that's right and yeah. it and folks if you're just tuning in right now we're talking payroll some changes coming up next year and next year this is going to be what we're talking about is going to be funded correct next year and it will not go into place until the following year of the benefits am i understanding that correctly yes you are okay so <laughs> if you're hearing these things you're going man you know this is going to be a, something i'm going to be able to benefit from right away you're still about 13 months out but you're going to start seeing it come out of your paycheck starting in the next month, correct? The first check in January will have that taken out of. Wow. And it's a percentage. It's 0.45% okay. percent of your gross wages. Okay. So you'll see that. It's actually taxable wages. There's There, there could be, if you had a health insurance deduction, that might be um, not subject to that. But in general... You can just count 0.45 for the employee and 0.45% of the gross wages on the employer. Yeah, good to know. I mean, seriously, if you're a small business owner, you're listening to this, this is stuff that you have to prepare for if you have nine or more employees. If you're an employee, it's something, even as we talked over the break, we were joking around about the cost of eggs. But in all seriousness, you got to know, hey, this is going to be coming out of my uh, payroll. That's correct. You know, yep. so it's good information to prepare. Folks, if you're listening right now, we're talking with Payroll City. We're talking with Kathleen and Diana. Uh, probably talk a little bit more, Diana, after the break about what employees can probably benefit from since we talked a lot about the employer side and the logisticals of it. So if you're listening right now, stick around because these are changes that are going to affect you. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, thanks for sticking around. We are talking with Payroll City, talking with Kathleen and Diana. A lot of interesting stuff we're talking about here, how it's going to affect you in the upcoming year and the year after that. So uh, we were talking with, uh, you know, about employers and stuff to budget. And a uh, good point we brought up over the break is how do employers, you know, even sign up for this? <laughs> yeah. So even though employers don't have a sign up process, I mean, you know, they don't, get to opt in or out and sign up. Yeah. However, employers do have to register on the Colorado Family website. And they have to register because every quarter, a report very similar to the unemployment insurance report will have to be uploaded to their website. And additionally, those taxes have to be funded and paid into the account. So the right now, that will be done on a quarterly basis. Yeah, and the first so. question I asked was, what happens if you don't, right? Because that's right where my head goes. And you yeah. said, they will find you. They, I think they will find you. But, but just one thing to mention is, is that the state has worked hard to try to make it as easy as possible. And they have given the option for third-party providers, so payroll companies such yeah. as Payroll City, to be able to register for their clients. Payroll City made the option that they would do that. for. So for our clients, we will register if they would like us to. Yeah, and I'm assuming you'll probably do that for a lot of your clients, right? Yeah, we will. Some of them have already gone on, said, no, I'm going to do it myself. They just want to be familiar with it. It actually has opened up, so the registration is possible now. Okay. Um, So, But you don't have to hustle 
too fast. The report's going to be due in April. Okay. So it's in that after the third quarter, it's done in April. And so you should probably think about registering it probably at the latest. You would want to get in by March, the okay. first part of March, and you'll prepared to be able to process those reports. Yeah, and I'm assuming you on, on there it tells you all about the program and how yeah. it works yep. and a bunch yeah, of there's websites that you should be familiar with anyway. Yeah, and we'll have links on our website too that go to the Colorado for Family. And what is your website? So our website is payrollcity.com. Okay. And if you go to the resources tab and click down to call the state of Colorado, you'll be able to get information on there. We have information about the sick time. We have information on family. We actually have a video presentation where we did an outline that's available to, to kind of for employers to know what's nice. going on. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. That way it's a summarize a little easier, I'm assuming. It, it will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of documents in there that will be good time, bedtime reading, right? Put you right to bed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so what? let's talk, we talked a lot about the employer, you know, let's chat a little bit about the employee. What does this mean for, you know, the person who's driving down the road right now, heading into Target to work? And I'm going to turn that over to Diana. So she does that. She's really experienced. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So a lot of things that employees really want to know is what is this really going to cost them? Like you mentioned budgeting and trying to figure out how they're going to manage um, everything in in 23 and moving forward. So if you're a minimum wage employee uh, starting in Colorado, the new minimum wage rate will be $13.64. So you'll be paying about $130 for the entire year uh, into this bucket. And then if you are making $155,000 or more, the maximum amount um, that the employee and, of course, the employer would pay would be then $700. So that kind of gives you an idea, and you can kind of guesstimate what your wages will be um, in the next year just by uh, multiplying your wages by the 0.45% that you'd be required to pitch in on that. Okay, so it's not it's it's a decent chunk of money, but we're not talking in the thousands. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> thankfully that's not the case. Yeah. That would, that'd be pretty tough for people to absorb right now. So it right. sounds like, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, what the benefit is, what are the circumstances, you know, how would this really apply, um, you know, to the employee? Yeah. So again, it's really important for the employee to take note that they're going to pay into this for all of 23 and they cannot utilize the benefits until 24. And so, um, as, as Kathleen stated, once they've earned $2,500 in 20, um, in the, in 24, in the state of Colorado, they can start, um, they can apply for these benefits. So in order to apply for these benefits, there are those qualifying events. So for example, if you're having a new child, um, whether you've adopted them, fostered them or, uh, birthed them <laughs> yourself, um, you can take that time. Um, also, if you have like a serious health condition or you need to care for a family member that has a serious health condition, um, one of the really nice things that they added on this was for uh, military families. So if someone's trying to make arrangements and uh, prepare for a deployment, uh, you can uh, take these benefits for that as well. And then last would be for safety needs. So if somebody was uh, impacted by domestic violence or some type of sexual assault, um, they can use these benefits for that as well. Wow, that's interesting. The military aspect, especially living in Colorado Springs with a lot of military here. Right. So they'll be able to use that. Did you say when their spouse is going on a deployment? Right. Yep. So it's to help arrange, you know, make different arrangements for a family member that's deploying. Wow. That's interesting. How long time frame do you get? I mean, is it is there 
barriers on this or you just say, hey, I'm going to take four weeks off and, you know? Yeah. So there is, um, they do have to apply for it on the state, uh, with the state. So it's not up to the employer. Um, So they'll apply for it on the state website, family.colorado.gov. And then from there, they can decide to either take the lump sum of the 12 weeks um, or they can do it intermittently. Um, Another thing to keep in mind is only for uh, the care of a new child um, or for a difficult birth, they could apply for up to 16 weeks opposed to just 12 weeks. Um, So that's something that's really important, especially, you know, with everything that's going on right now. It's pretty helpful, you know, if you come into those different events to need to take this type of leave and still... Uh, get paid for that. So you apply through the state then? Correct. Your mm-hmm. employer doesn't handle any of it? Right, exactly. Okay, and then the state reviews the case, I assume? Yep, they'll, they'll review and they'll notify the employee and the employer. They either say yes or no. Yeah, <laughs> right, so you can't be upset with the employer, right? So. Yeah, they, it's good they did that, right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It takes some of that weight off of them, especially when it comes into like HR things. And, and Yeah, I'm assuming you're going to have to upload like documents from your doctor and I mean, there's gotta be, you can't just go in and explain a situation, not have any, anything to back it up. No ammo. Right. Right. Yeah. And you kind of want to tiptoe and make sure you're not crossing any lines or anything there, especially as the employer don't ask the wrong questions or anything like that. Um, kind of leave it up to the HR professional and, uh, let the state make that decision. Okay. And then in the instance of chi- with childbirth, uh, does it affect the dad too? Or is it uh, just the mom? Um, so fathers are able to participate this participate in this as well. Um, so that's nice. It's not just uh, segregated just to the moms. Yeah, and the dads get like twenty weeks off instead of 16, yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> that might go into like a, a negative funding for them. <laughs> that is funny, but very interesting. I mean, stuff that. I had no idea was coming up on the horizon. And folks, if you're listening right now, this impacts you, but not next year. You're funding it. It's going to start coming out of your payroll, but uh, you will not get the benefits for it until 2024, correct? Correct. Yeah. And something else to keep in mind that um, this is portable. It's not time dependent um, and that there's no job protection for um, the first 180 days of employment. Okay. So that's something to keep in First mind. First 180 as well. days. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it's up to the employer whether they're going to hold your position or not. After 180 days, then your position has been um, it's protected. They have to hold it. Right. Okay. That's great, folks. We're going to go to quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks. Thanks for sticking around as we cruise into our last segment here on the extra. We are talking about a lot of interesting things are going into effect as far as payroll benefits. You need to know about a lot of interesting things. I'm learning a ton this morning, which is great. Um, and we even talked about you know benefits, even if you're having a child, how the now the husband um, you know can experience some of those benefits as well. So let's talk a little bit about how much you know the employees get, and I want to still go back and even talk about how they um, apply for this. Yeah, so uh, the employees to apply for it in 2024, they'll go to family.colorado.gov and just kind of follow and go through the steps there. And then as far as, you know, how much they're going to actually uh, get when they're on this on this leave, it's a it's based on a weekly wage. So let's say you're making about five hundred dollars a week. You'll get about 90 percent of your weekly wage with this. So you'll get about four hundred and fifty dollars. 
So if you multiply that obviously by 12, because you can only take 12 weeks, you'll get 5,400 for that year um, for this time. And then the maximum amount that you could get would be $1,100 per week. So it, it really, it, it can, it can really soften the blow when you're having to take some of these different leaves. If, if you're going through some type of these, any of these qualifying events um, that may probably come up especially like i said the military deployment one is huge for colorado yeah and that's probably pretty easy because you just show your documentation you send it to the state and they probably give you just an automatic yes right right? yeah the other ones (laughs) i would assume if you're you know other circumstances you're gonna have to show information from doctors you're gonna have to show obituaries and plead your case and i i just wonder what the turnaround time will be you know from the state and how fast they're gonna be able to review these things and get them done Um, And obviously you guys don't know that yet. It's not rolled out, Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that process works and how you have to show documentation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they've got a year to really prepare for all of that, right? Since benefits won't begin until 24. So hopefully the state will have everything pretty lined out and it'll be a simple process. Just kind of answer the questions and upload documents as needed. Yeah, it's government. I mean, they keep it simple and they're always ahead of time with everything. Oh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) That's why I'm interested to see how this works out when they when they roll it out. But folks, all you can control is, you know, the information, what you know, how you register. And then obviously the state handles it from there. But a great benefit, especially like we talked about with military um, or if you have an emergency death in the family that you can come in and say, hey, I know about this now because I would guess that you know, a lot of employers are great. They're going to say, hey, you know, no worries, take your time. But the employee probably has to really know what the benefits are because a lot of employers, I'm assuming, would I wouldn't know about this unless we did this show this morning. I'd probably figure it out like a year after it was in, in, in place, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think employers, there's a lot of employers who will be caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they won't be. So if you know of anybody, make sure you let them know. If you're an employee, Make sure you let your employers know. You might have a conversation. Uh, We do encourage the employers to sit down with their employees, have a conversation, and let them know what's coming. So they really should communicate with their employees right now. Yeah, exactly. Saying, hey, you're going to see this coming out of your paycheck. We're contributing to it as well. So the employee doesn't feel like, hey, what's the? I'm getting the benefit, but I'm the one paying for it. No, it's a shared expense, right? Mm -hmm. We're both chipping into it. And these are the things, if these circumstances happen, then this is the website you go to and you can access it. And employers don't need to go into too much. They could send their employees off to the website. Go to the website, say, you know, I'm just the employer. I'm just paying these things. I don't, I'm not administering this at all, which is probably really nice. (laughs) At least that part of it, you know, giving out benefits. It's just like unemployment. It's going to be very similar. If an employee was going to file for unemployment, Mm -hmm. they're going to go to the website and they're going to file for unemployment and they're going to get their benefits. Same kind of a thing. If you're out, you're going to go to the website, you're going to apply and you're going to get your benefit. Yeah. So, but they, st- I mean, you'll still have to plead your case a little bit differently than with the unemployment. You, I would assume there are always people who take advantage. Yep. Right? Yep. So. Hopefully the state's going to have an eye on that. And that's the only thing that you don't know. But we do believe that they'll be contacting employers. Is your employee genuinely off of work? That kind of a thing. Yeah. Very similar to how unemployment goes, I would hope, maybe even a little better. Yeah, because yeah. it, it is important. So, folks, if you're listening right now, we, we've learned a lot this morning talking with Payroll City. Can you just go over 
how you can help people, you know, take the burden off of having to know these things and handle their own payroll, how they can get in contact with you, where you're located and how long you've been in business 20 years. So obviously you guys have been crushing it. You don't stay in business that long unless you're doing something right. You know, we really pride ourselves on personal services. You call our offices, you're going to get a live person. You've got an issue with your payroll, you're going to get a live person right then. You're not going to be sitting on hold for hours at a time that you might be with other companies. So we really, like, that's our object is to be the best service. Um, Additionally, uh, what we have found is that as payroll's getting more and more complicated, we've got employers reaching out to us more and more. I can't do this anymore. I have too many other things to do in my business. Payroll's a very inexpensive product, especially for small businesses. So outsourcing that is usually recommended. Most accountants would say to a small business employer, just outsource it. It's not expensive and it's done. We save because we pay taxes for you. We're going to file the reports. We pay the taxes. We collect them. And we also guarantee that we're going to pay them timely. So not only do we pay the Colorado, but we pay the federal withholding, the Social Security, the unemployment taxes for the federal, the unemployment taxes for the state, the withholding taxes for the state. We help you. Our software handles the accumulation of your sick leave based upon our on the Colorado maximum or minimum, I yeah. guess. And um, also, and now we're going to be paying the family for you. There's a lot of reports we file. It's a lot of work for the employers. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it is a lot of work, everything you're explaining there. Yeah, So, and we do that all, and it's amazingly inexpensive. That's great. We got, we got about 15 seconds left. Can you Fine. give a phone number yep. real quick? PayrollCity.com, and our number is 719-260-9933. Feel free to call our office. Ask for Diana. There you go. Diana <laughs> Kathleen, thanks for the information. That was fantastic. Folks, stick around. You got Tom Martino joining you next.